This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy even stronger and become a member, joy.org.au. You are on Saturday Magazine with Nevena and Macca. We are joined by our second guest in the studio this morning. A very warm welcome to the Minister for Environment, Tourism, Sport, Major Events, Outdoor Recreation. That is, in fact, Steve Demopoulos. Welcome to Saturday Magazine. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be here. It's been a little while. It's been a little while and it's great to have you in the studio. And you're actually coming back in January too. If that's what you tell me, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Everyone says that. I've got to say, though, with these these kind of jobs, you don't look at your diary too far in advance. No, no. So, so how far ahead, you know, as a minister, how far ahead have you got engagements? Would it be a year? Oh, uh, not really. I think probably only a couple of months, two yeah. or three months. Yeah. Because yeah. when it gets further than that, you know, Anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> That's right. Um, a couple of couple of personal questions, if I may. Oh, here we go. Um, what's your drag name? <laughs> My drag name. Uh, I reckon. What do they say? Is it your first dog and your first suburb <laughs> well, or something? It, it, it can be. Um, I don't know, Dolores or something, maybe. I don't Dolores. <laughs> I'm thinking of something with a D. I don't know. <laughs> I've given it to my thought maker, but we're going to run a competition. We want a drag name for more redeeming. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. that's a different D. Let's stick with the D yes. that we have in the yes. studio. The wonderful yeah. Steve Demopoulos. Let's try Dolores. Dolores. Okay. <laughs> Actually, we'll have to we have to give it because Demopoulos is Greek. We're going to have to give it a little yeah, okay. little bit of a. Yeah. I did have a, a a a friend of mine who who did drag a couple of times, and his drag name was Miss Baklava. <laughs> <laughs> mine would be it would have to be Miss Akatoboriko. That's my favourite one. The semolina custard cake. It's yep. beautiful. Yeah, mm. it's beautiful. Mum makes it really fantastic. Um, and the other one is uh, you and the former premier Dan Andrews were were good mates, good colleagues. Um, it's it's different now. Jacinta Allen is the premier, and um, do you miss him? Like as a as you know, as a friend, as a colleague. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Um, but as a friend and a colleague, mm. um, in fact, I saw him at the NGV gala, and I went and gave him a hug and a kiss as a as friends. I do with all my friends, straight or uh, gay, and um, so we've made a commitment to catch up, which would be very nice. With Kath as well and my my husband, uh, but that's not to say anything. I love Jacinta. Oh no, no, I genuinely love Jacinta. She's been around for a long time. She's one of the most decent, normal, <laughs> smart people mm. to ever grace politics in this state. She's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, you knew that uh, Dan spoke at Joy's thirtieth anniversary I AGM, know. and the thing that Im- impresses me about Dan is. His ability to speak off the cuff. And when he actually did the opening speech of the Pride Centre here, he had, you know, some papers with him and he said, oh, you know, um, I've got a speech here which, uh, you know, my staff have written for me and he folded it. (laughs) 
and put it in his suit pocket. And I looked at a couple of the staffers, and they're like, mm. and unscripted, yeah. And he, um, but you know, that ability to speak unscripted, um, you know, is a real talent. I know, you know, you're able to do that as well. It's it's a real talent for a politician to actually be able to do that. Thank you. I, I would never be on the same uh, uh, plane as Dan on that. But it's it's interesting. Uh, two, two things to say quickly on that. One is uh, if you go ahead of the game, you think, okay, what is the purpose of what I'm doing here? Mm. Who am I speaking with or to? Why does it matter? And you really get in touch with your own values. Yeah. That's what Dan does. And um, the, you can speak, I think, quite authentically. And then the only thing you have to remember is to switch off. Of course. To turn it off. <laughs> but, you know, just on, I've got to say, and this is a bit of mutual love, but it's it's real. The fact that he came and spoke after he left office. Yes. Um, says a lot about him, but also says a lot about you. So this station... The Pride Centre, you, Macca, and the other people that that drive the relationship between the Victorian government have for the last decade or more, there's a bunch of you, and it's meaningful. It's meaningful for this government. It's meaningful for you, I know, um, and it's reciprocal. It's not. It's not transactional at all, and that is demonstrated by the fact that he had nothing to gain. No, and, and politically by coming here after his office. His you know, the, well, well, thanks for that, Steve. That I appreciate. But the timeline is is that I I asked. Dan in an SMS uh, three or four days before he announced his resignation. And he said, yep, sure, Macca, no problem, it, we're on. And then, of course, uh, he resigned and I went, oh. And I, me- I gave him a couple of days and I messaged him and he said, yep, no, still on. It's amazing, isn't it? And you know that you know that was great. It was a great speech, but to get to where we are, you know, in Victoria, we've got we've we've seen this week. You may not have seen it, but uh, the Reason Party uh, isn't able to sustain enough membership to stay as a registered political party, and which, of course, you know, Fiona Patton didn't win her seat back at the at the last election. As one of the great progressive voices in the parliament, um, what are your thoughts? I mean, apart from you know, yeah, you're think, progressive. Well, no, she's, a, she's a loss. Yeah. I think Fiona is an outstanding human being. Uh, you know, and when you think about how one person, of course, with a government that is a partner, because you can't, one vote doesn't carry the day, but one person who set an agenda to get three or four key things done, mm. and she got about 10 done. You know, it's pretty amazing. There yeah. are people who spend twenty years in that place and don't get half of what Fiona done. Don't get done what Fiona got done. She's extraordinary, and I reckon when I reflect on why she's clear on what she wants to achieve, whether it be the exclusion zones around um, abortion clinics or you know, sister dying or yeah. things that the Labor Party also supported. But sometimes you need you need because we're a broad based party, we're a yeah. progressive party. There's a bit more license sometimes that people like Fiona have to to get on the journey with us, and I think she's clear on what she wanted. She was clear on what she wanted to achieve, but do you know more than that, she was just fundamentally decent. Yeah. You walk down the corridor of Parliament, there was some that snarl at you, and she's never one of those people. <laughs> mm. And you know that means you want to collaborate, you want to work with her. She's great. So I, I just I've seen her since, 
and uh, it's a real loss. And I think there's, um, I'd love to see, I'd love to see someone like her back in or her ilk. There are a couple of good people. I think there are a few good people up there, but um, but fundamentally, for us, uh, we have a an agenda which we try and aspire to represent the great number of Victorians that see themselves reflected in our party. And they're different, right? They're different voices, they're different people. But I think we've, by and large, achieved that over the last nine years. And some of the really (coughs) great feedback um, that was around Fiona was it was restoring some people's political faith to see the government working Mm. so collaborative on these big reform projects. And it was really unsexy stuff for the most part, you know, like a safe injecting room in Richmond. That's really tough to balance. Like you said, the safe access zones as well. They're really massive reforms, but exactly as you mentioned, we need to have a government that listens and that acts. And it was just that moment in history that we had two terms that fundamentally changed our state. So, Maka, it is a loss. Um, We need more political voices, not less. We need people to stay engaged. We need people to be involved. And our crossbench, it doesn't look like they're it's going very, to be getting they're any They're very crossbench sometimes. <laughs> um, have you found that throughout your political career, Steve, that has changed the dynamic of parliament as the crossbench has grown over the years? Um, I've I got to say, and this is, you can expect me to say this, but I think you know me, I'm not going to be gratuitous about opposition. This is about as bad as I've seen the Liberal Party generally in my 28 years involved in politics. I know I don't look like I've been involved 28 years, but I have. You must um, have started very young. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 30. But, um, so I think the bigger issue for me is actually the opposition in Victoria. <clears throat> and I'm not saying any every individual. There's some really good people. I mean, who am I to say? My judgment is there are good people. And there's a handful... I don't know whether I should be talking about them, but I think uh, Jess Wilson in Q is yes. an excellent human being. I think uh, Brad, Brad Roswell, Annabelle Cleland, some good people there. But generally that party is really problematic. And I reckon that's a real issue in terms of division and hate and the, the kind of narrative that um, we, we've despised, whether it be against our community, mm-hmm. whether it be against uh, South Sudanese young men, um, I don't think it's a crossbenchers. I think they're marginal on those matters. It's the opposition, I think. Because they're the, the alternative government. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, occasionally MPs come in here and they say one thing to us and then they, in the parliament, a piece of legislation or something comes up and they say something completely different. And it's like, well, what are they actually about? Do they believe in in a particular issue or do they not? And I think sometimes, yes, you know, it is a broad church. Um, but I do, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think a strong opposition is so important to a good democracy. And, you know, otherwise you end up with a, with a situation like in the UK, where the Tory party, you know, are a train wreck without a high-speed rail line. 
Um, and you know, like, you like your expressions, don't yeah. you? And well, okay. English people will know what I mean. And the you know, and the Labor Party is going to stumble into office with a leader that stands for nothing. Like, so you have an opposition that become the government, you know, potentially. So a strong op- opposition is so important. Uh, much as you don't want them to be too strong, but it's very important. I, I feel isn't it? I feel that we're a fresh. I, I genuinely feel it's a fresh government. Uh, we had an election a year ago. Yep. You need to get Jacinta on this program. Has she been on? Set, once before. Set magazine? Once before. No, we we will. We'll, She'll we'll, be great. She'll be. We've got to get past the you know the the guard dogs. There are no guard dogs. In, 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 in the, come on. I'll come on in ministerial I'll, I'll offices. I'll text you, her right now. You know what, you know you know you know what it's like sometimes. <laughs> but she she she's she's awesome. Great. Okay. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9, with uh, Macca and Nevin. Our special guest is Steve Demopoulos, member for Oakley, Minister for Having Fun. Stay with us. We are on Saturday Magazine with Nevena, Macca and the Minister for Having Fun, live in the studio. <laughs> Steve Demopoulos. Steve, it is the summer of fun in Melbourne at the moment and uh, there are so many events coming up. Is there anything in particular that's lighting up your calendar over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, look, Boxing Day uh, test against Pakistan. So that's um, that's my first big gig uh, for the next couple of weeks. Then we're going to my actually no first big gig is Mum 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 for Christmas. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I'll tell you that is bloody big. Um, then Boxing Day test. Then we've got um, effectively the best. Uh, well attend most best attended uh, tennis uh, open out of the four Grand Slams on the planet. It is the biggest. I love it. it is. I'm obsessed. Yep. <laughs> and then we've got um, uh, Groundhog Day the musical opens in January, so only London and Melbourne. Um, and then we've got uh, the Matildas February 28th against um, uh, Uzbekistan. The Matildas are amazing. Yeah. You know when you open. Uh, yeah, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you open professional sport and you encourage women who've always had aptitude to, and skill. You actually bring in a whole range of different human intersectionality, gay women and you know women of colour like Sam Kerr. It's amazing. So Jacinta and I, the Premier and I, did the, um, the announcement last Monday on uh, Matildas and they were uh, Lydia and... Um, one of the other midfielders, I can't remember, a goalie and midfielder was there with us. They were amazing. They're just great ambassadors. So that, that's uh, uh, they, they are probably the most iconic Australian sports team, yeah. male or female, mm. right now. Then we've got uh, the Grand Prix. Yes. Uh, so it's, huge. it's actually huge, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in between. You know, we've got the Titanic exhibition, uh, the BBC Earth exhibition. Again, when you think of those things, they're either only in Melbourne or they're in only two places on Earth, right? So BBC exhibition, uh, at the, sorry, BBC Earth is only at, in London and Melbourne. It's good. It's, yeah, it's an important thing, though. $3.3 billion worth of economic activity per annum in our major events calendar. And when you look at that, you think it's a workforce. It underpins a workforce. It underpins contractors and businesses and caterers. And, and every- tourism. And tourism. And fun. And, fun. and I mean, I, <clears throat> I think, you know, things like the Australian Open and one of my colleagues at Joy, can't name this person, but said, who's works at the Australian Open, said, send a special hello to Dimo, um, and said, you know, the support that, 
you know, tennis gets from the state government and events get, you know, really makes those events world class. And I sometimes, you know, people that, look, I'm a fan of the Grand Prix. No, not everyone is. I understand that. You're a revhead, aren't you? I am. But <laughs> I used to see in my 13 and a half years at Mercedes, where we had a facility there, the actual economic activity, and by that I mean the networking and the deals that were done at the Grand Prix, which is not counted in all the figures, huge amounts, tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, and what else is not counted is the tens of millions of people watching from overseas yes. planning the next holiday. Yeah. As I said, the beautiful Albert Park Lake and the city skyline. Yeah. That's not counting the economic stats either. Yeah. So, so I mean, those, those events are important. In terms of the agenda for the government, Steve, um, vilification legislation, it is, it is coming, but then again, uh, so is Christmas 2024. <laughs> What's when can we when can we see some legislation here? I know it's complex. I know it's difficult, but you know it's not like this is the first time in the world. Yeah. We need this legislation, mate. Hundred percent. And um, uh, there was a very recent discussion with the Attorney General, and you will hear very soon about some consultation on the next phase. And I, I don't mean that to sound like I'm being vague. Very, very soon, but it's not my announcement to make. I'll it's go and Jacqueline tell Simes. You. No, <laughs> she's the Attorney General. She's a, but, Hang but, on, I'll message her and ask her. Yeah, do, do it, can, because can, can, I'm can demo tell us? truthfully what I'm saying. <laughs> There's a recent discussion uh, and uh, where she's going to take it out to the, to, uh, to the community for this second stage, more targeted consultation. It's meaningful, it's important. Mm. You know, we grew up in a time when people would say, um, you know, were, sticks and stones will break my bones or words will never hurt me. That's so fundamentally untrue. Yeah. Words are hurtful. They are. Um, they lead to actions um, that are also hurtful. So this stuff is important and we our government backs it and it always has. So we want to be at the next frontier of it. So you'll hear very, very soon from Jacqueline Symes and probably Harriet. <laughs> January? Macca. It's I'm, up to them. Um, I'm the Minister for the Environment, <laughs> Outdoor Recreation. I want to talk about the vilification <laughs> environment. Okay, okay. Uh, we've, we've seen, <clears throat> you know, political parties have lots of different candidates and there's some news during the week of a trans, can, a trans person who wants to stand as a candidate uh, in Kuyong for the Liberal Party and I think this is fantastic. You know, diversity and representation is so important. Um, of course, whether that person gets pre-selection and whether or not they win, I have a feeling Monarch might be a bit hard to dislodge. But that's an Im that, that's important, isn't it? That that diversity yeah. in candidates. Not that we're endorsing a particular candidate, we wouldn't dare. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is important because fundamentally, groupthink. Uh, if you look at just now our parliament, the entire parliament, 128 individuals, uh, we've reached 50% female. Yes. Right? Yeah. First time in history. And, of course, I've got to say, the Labor Party has done the heavy lifting on that in Victoria. But it doesn't matter. It's still 50%. That, that is, should no longer be uh, news of diversity. That just yeah. should be what it always is, right, the reality of who we're representing, 6.3 million Victorians, half of whom are women, for God's mm. sake. Uh, but when you're looking at, more uh, sorry intersectionality like trans and 
uh, people of colour and other things, that is meaningful because yeah. you get away from this kind of you don't you don't realise we all think quite similarly until someone confronts you with a different conceptual framework and you, and you sort of think oh that's an, that's an unusual and the problem is you can lull yourself into a false sense of security and my issue is um, particularly not just hearing from people who are trans and but also hearing from people who I mean it's harder to do but out in the outer suburbs or in the regions people who are socioeconomically nowhere near where yes. we might be yeah. there's a whole range of different voices that we want to bring to the table and I want to make sure in my portfolios, I don't just hear from, to be honest with you, uh, middle class people either. Yeah. So it's not just about trans, but I love the fact that the Liberal Party is now confronted with having to make a decision internally, because that also gives me some faith that the the, the, uh, sees, the change even comes into the Liberal Party, because it has mm. to at some point. It's just, it's just, they're confronted with reality, and there are good people there, I think, who can make good choices. Yeah. One of your other portfolios um, that doesn't get as much airtime is outdoor recreation. What does that mean over summer and how do you manage that particular part of your work? I love it. Like the, the Premier put uh, outdoor recreation, environment and tourism in the same person, same office. Obviously, they, they are important in another own right themselves the environment absolutely needs a guardian and a protector but we also need to celebrate the natural environment and through outdoor recreation through activities like tourism and sports and so outdoor recreation so i'm responsible um apparently for um <laughs> for stocking uh fish into victorian waterways personally, uh, or? <laughs> personally yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like santa claus a big big uh, big day ahead of me for christmas but it, look it involves boating and fishing licensing arrangements, uh, maritime safety, together with um, uh, Melissa Horn, who's a minister for ports, as a joint sort of custodianship. I do the rec side, she does the, the non-rec side. Um, it, it involves uh, native bird hunting, so that's going to be a decision the government will make. Well, that's easy. That's easy. No more duck shooting and greyhound racing. You need... You know, I know your colleague. <laughs> if the people people listening can see, Macker is pointing his <laughs> his whole hand towards my face. Saying, it's easy, just do this, just do this. But but it does involve um, four wheel driving and yeah, yes. um, you know uh, mountain bike, uh, sort of um, you know mountain climbing and a whole range of those things. I had a little bit of a big night last night, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, <laughs> a bit, a you bit, wouldn't know a it bit, looking a at bit you. rusty this morning. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a it, and fundamentally for us, we are three percent of the Australian landmass. This state, we have so much. We're the food bowl of the country. Yes. Uh, we're also uh, we're within an hour and a half, two hours from Melbourne. There are some of the best places you'll ever see in terms of um, natural environment, natural beauty. And we want to make all of those available, respectful of Aboriginal cultural heritage, respectful of biodiversity, but available to the public mm. because they're generally free and they're generally low cost. And we want people to be able to enjoy them. So that's that's my task, to make more of those uh, natural environments available to Victorians. We have a great um, listener comment from 317. Yes, very healthy to have people who challenge your view, love Steve's mindset. Yes. And I think we, and it goes back to that earlier conversation that we were having. The more diverse our parliament is, yes. the more representative it is. And sometimes we are going to be challenged by different points of view that is healthy 
as long as we're respectful about it. Yeah, yeah. spot on. And what does January look like to you? Do you also do Orthodox Christmas in January? No. So we most Greek Orthodox uh, people do 25th mm-hmm. Jan- uh, December, but there is a different calendar for a portion of the Greek community and other Orthodox that do, I think, 7th of Jan? 7th, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, ours is a big, fat Greek uh, Christmas. <laughs> um, but interestingly, on this occasion... Uh, mum, my nephews, because we've got, I've got three beautiful nephews, 18, 17 and 14, my sister, her husband, mum and dad, me and my husband, and um, uh, and they said, oh, we're a bit bored of being at grandma's house, can we come to yours? So we're hosting Christmas, oh, however, yeah. however, mum is bringing all the food. Oh, <laughs> how That's perfect. That's perfect. So does that come in a van or a bus? What <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Greek, Greek so mum's never on the food. <laughs> so that's uh, – and then January, I'm back on deck on the 8th of Jan and I'm really champing at the bit, interestingly, even though it's the end of the year to get into it because, I'll, as I say, genuinely, this, I've got a gift. She's, ga- she's given me – Jacinta gave me a gift. The Premier gave me a gift with this portfolio. I love the colleagues I work with, including um, Harriet, the only, other, the only other gay in the village. Um, and it's a great it's a great opportunity to do some incredible things. So January looks like a bit of fun with the tennis, yeah. but a fair bit of work as well. Uh, we're out of time, unfortunately, and you are coming back in January, but I don't have it open because I can't look at the – but you are coming back in January, I know. You're, well, your office have, have – um, Do what you tell me, and thank you for the gifts. <laughs> no, and um, – our next guest, you'll be interested in this, ex-Police Police Commissioner Graham Ashton, is going to talk to us about his review into greyhound racing in South Australia. I encourage your ministerial colleague, the Minister for Racing. What's his name? Anthony Carbines. That's right. He used to work for Bronnie Pike, didn't he, many yes. years ago? Yes. yes. Well, Anthony, have a listen. <laughs> you are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9 with Macca and Nevener. Thank you, Steve Demopoulos. Have a lovely day on Christmas Day. Thank don't you. eat too much. Or, of course, if you don't, your mother will say, what, you're not eating? <laughs> 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 Thank you, Saturday Magazine. This is, I love being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.